It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Magic still have a lot to learn about this group and a lot to work on after their season opening game. But one thing we certainly learned, Paolo Bancaro is everything as advertised and a whole lot more. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 20th, 2022. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic fall to the Detroit Pistons, but we get to see Paolo Bancaro in all of his glory and majesty. Just look at the majesty. We'll talk a little bit about Paolo and his historic performance, plus where the Magic went wrong in their opening night game, a game that they definitely feel like they should have won. No offense to the Troy Pistons, who went out and won the game, but a game that the Magic definitely feel like they squandered as they continue to learn how to play and learn how to play together. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment, but first we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, no matter when, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The place I think to start with Paolo is to describe everything that people thought he wasn't. Um, I think that the one thing that we're learning very, very quickly here uh, with with this rookie is the way people looked at him at Duke, the way people looked at him in college, isn't quite the whole story. We were told that he wasn't much of a passer. We were told that he wasn't that interested defensively. 
We were told he wasn't a great athlete. There are concerns about his ability to finish at the NBA and, and compete against NBA athletes. We were told all these things, but the core of why Paolo Bancaro was made the number one pick and was a top pick in last year's draft was that he was just a bucket. He was going to get baskets and he was going to make things happen. And that's why you take him number one because he is the kind of player that just does the basic thing you have to do in a basketball game. That is make shots. But the Orlando Magic have seen through summer league, through preseason, and now into the regular season, of course, doesn't quite fit that narrative. Oh Yes, Paolo Bancaro is a bucket, but he's a passer, a passer to the point that the Magic want him on the ball making decisions and making reads. He is a, I wouldn't say a great defender, but he is a capable defender. And while he showed hints of this at Duke, in Orlando, he's going to have a lot more freedom to be a better defender. And they're going to be relied upon to be a better defender. Still, and athletically, yes. He could just ask Corey Joseph uh, how, how good of an athlete uh, Paolo Bancaro is. Paolo looks so good, not just because he has that NBA-ready body that seems like he's going to just drop right into the NBA and do what he did at Duke, which we'll get to. Paolo Bancaro seems like he'll work because of his demeanor. The guy isn't going to get hyped for a big play. He's not going to get down for a bad play. He's going to find that, that level, and he's got this cool, calm demeanor that you want in your star, that you want in someone who's going to make it in this league. But there are those moments when that focus narrows, when you can see that Paolo's reaching, or that the superstar is reaching that next gear, that second gear, that third gear, when something really has their attention, when their eyes widen a little bit. And they make those humongous plays. We saw that from Paolo Bancaro in the Magic's loss to the Detroit Pistons on, on Wednesday. With the Magic trailing by eight, Bancaro committed a turnover. With Cole Anthony out uh, because of an illness, the Magic didn't have any point guards. They had Jalen Suggs and RJ Hampton. They tried Franz Wagner. It didn't work. Um... And so Paolo had to do some point guards. We, had to, we saw some point Paolo. And the Pistons upped the pressure when this happened. And, and, and Killian Hayes was able to knock the ball away from Bancaro on the perimeter and seemed to be going for an easy dunk that would make it a 10-point game with about eight, with about nine, ten minutes to play in, in the fourth. Bancaro did exactly what the Magic want in this moment. He didn't mope about the mistake. He didn't let the mistake compound. He got after it. He got back on defense and blocked Killian Hayes' shot. Starting a fast break that found RJ Hampton for three and turned what would have been a 10-point deficit into a 5-point deficit. And it was game on from there. Only a few minutes later, the Magic got a fast break again. And this time, Paolo Bancaro finished. 
with only Corey Joseph in his way, Paolo Bancaro got his first NBA poster and just yammed it on him. This is Paolo Bancaro. This is the focused superstar Paolo Bancaro, ready to go out for blood. And late in this game, in a close game, the Magic turned to Paolo time and time again. He scored 13 of his 27 points in the fourth quarter. He was playing great and everyone was thrilled about the way that he played before we got to that point, before we got to the fourth quarter. And it only got better from there. 13 of 27 points. This was a, a truly historic performance from Paolo Bancaro. Finishing with 27 points. 11 for 18 shooting. 5 for 7 from the foul line. 9 rebounds. 5 assists. And 2 blocked shots. He was plus 2 for the game, by the way. In 35 minutes. Nearly 38, 35 and a half minutes. Paolo Beccaro became the first rookie to score 25 or more points in his first game, in his debut game since LeBron James. He's the first player to get 25-5-5 in his debut game since LeBron James. In fact, since 1969, there are only three rookies to score 25-5-5, 25 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists in their debut game. LeBron James, Paolo Bancaro, and some guy named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem and LeBron are only the top two scorers all-time in NBA history. Paolo Bancaro scored the most points by a rookie in a debut game since Allen Iverson in 1997. And honestly, he did all this without being the superstar on the ball all the time. The Magic gave him the ball, Magic let him play make, but it, very little of it felt forced. Bancaro took 15 of his 18 shots at the rim. 11 to 15 at the rim. Or in the restricted area. Bancaro was able to get his way to the basket, was able to finish effectively and efficiently, never got frustrated by any of the small stuff or any of the bad moments that he had, and there were plenty. He still got a long way to go. But this was everything the Magic could have hoped for from him. When the Magic needed him to make baskets, he made baskets. When the Magic needed him needed a, needed a score, they turned to him to get to the basket and do something. There was a lot of that in this game. We'll get to that in a minute. But Bancaro showed the NBA, showed the Magic exactly what they're getting. Now, is every game going to be like this? Is every game going to feel this historic and this monumental? Probably not. As the Magic have said time and time again, this is going to be a by-committee approach. Everyone's going to get their hands in Everyone's going to have to have moments where they step up and score. And the Magic are confident they have guys who can all get the baskets that they need. They have confidence that everyone is going to play a factor this season. But Paolo Bancaro truly stood out. He even said after the game he felt like he left some points on the board with some of the layups that he missed, with some of the free throws that he missed. Still, Bancaro made his impact felt, whether it was grabbing rebounds, whether it was getting to the basket, whether it was getting out in transition. Bancaro found himself in the right spots and took advantage. 
There's still obviously a lot of work to do. He's going to get a whole lot better than this. But what a debut for Paolo Bangaro. There was a game, though, and if there is one regret is that the Magic were not able to pull out the W. We'll break down why the Magic ultimately lost this game and what that means moving forward. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. So find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. You can check it out. They've got odds on where the Magic will finish within the Southeast Division, plus most improved player odds, and I'm sure Paolo Bancaro is sticking at 2-1 to one as the Rookie of the Year, especially after this incredible debut. So, you know, again, easy money probably, right? You know, just, just double your money. Um, the fastest, easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So obviously, uh, you know, as good as Paolo Banker was, and, and there were a lot of good individual performances, we'll get into some of them toward the back half of the show here, um, but obviously the number one goal is to get the win. Um, the number one goal for, this, for, for any game, get the win, get the W, and, and the Magic put themselves in a really good spot to get the win. They really had a chance to win this game on, sev- on several fronts, but on several fronts too, the Magic did not take the steps they needed to to win. At the end of the day, the Magic and the Pistons were good. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, 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 you give all credit to the Pistons. They fought. They did what they had to do to win. The Magic made just several critical, self-inflicted mistakes that cost them in the end. Um, there, there were a few key moments that are worth noting, but at the end of the day, the fourth quarter, the Magic found themselves down seven. They rallied to get back within one. It was, uh, I believe, 108-107. The Magic do a good job, kind of... The, the Magic throughout the fourth quarter did a, did a good job, started doing a better job defensively, kind of keeping the Pistons out of the paint, keep it, kick, keeping those kickouts from happening. And honestly, like, the, the decisive play of the game, they got beat by the shot they wanted to give up. The Magic did a good job guarding Kate Cunningham. Wendell Carter helped a little bit too much, but was there for, for presence. Cunningham kicked it out to Isaiah Stewart. Stewart was missing threes all game. That's the shot you want him taking. He makes the three. It's a four-point game with about 30, 15 seconds left, something like that. Um, and that's game over. Uh, that's that, or that was essentially game over as Orlando was unable to get a three on the back end of that possession. Getting to that point, though, was a bit of a roller coaster. 
um, of defense, of, of just inconsistency. And, and, and again, it really all starts with the Magic's mistakes. The Magic came out of the gates blazing. It was 6-2, to two, and then Orlando put on a, tw- a 19 to nothing run of just brilliant defense, great activity, good use of their hands, good deflections, getting out in transition, running their offense the way it's supposed to be run, great ball movement, great shot making. They just did everything that they are designed and supposed to do. Defensively, they were active. Ball was moving. Ball was hopping. Again, bottle up that first quarter. That's how this team is supposed to play. Um, They just were not able to get back to that level the rest of the game. Detroit did a good job switching. Um, Cole Anthony was a late scratch in this game with an illness, so the Magic were essentially playing with only Jalen Suggs as their point guard, uh, and they really struggled. The second quarter especially became all about the turnovers, and turnovers were the story all game long. It's the first game of the season. You expect turnovers to be a little bit high, but Orlando gave up 18 turnovers for 24 Detroit points. In the second quarter, they had five turnovers for 11 Detroit points compared to two for two on their end. Orlando's defensive activity went down as the game went on, and some of that was the fact that Orlando still had this major problem of fouling. They had this problem in the preseason. They hoped it would get fixed by the regular season, but this is going to be the story defensively. Orlando's not going to be able to do what they want defensively if they are fouling this much. Jalen Suggs fouled out with about three and a half minutes to play. Paolo Bencaro had five fouls. Um, Wendell Carter had four fouls. There's just a lot of foul trouble throughout the game. Magic overall commit 24 fouls for 24 free throw attempts for the Pistons. So it doesn't absolutely kill them. And Orlando only gets to the line 19 times, but it doesn't absolutely kill them. But it was where those fouls took place. It, it, a, lot of, a lot of the Magic's problems was where these events took place in the game. They turned the ball over a lot in the second quarter as they gave up their lead. They turned the ball over a lot in the third quarter as the Pistons took the lead. They gave up offensive rebounds throughout the fourth quarter as uh, Detroit was trying to hold on to their lead. Jalen Duran especially just destroyed the Magic on the offensive glass with five offensive rebounds. Um, again, Detroit gets, what is it, gets 12 offensive rebounds for 16 second-chance points. So it's, again, it's not that they killed them on those second-chance points, but it's where they came. At critical moments where the Magic needed to get a stop, needed to get off the floor, needed to get back on offense, get back in the game, the Magic just could not get the big rebound that they needed. And oftentimes, they would foul off those rebounds. So the, so the Pistons are getting free throws on top of that. So it, it's, you know, you, you bookend the first and fourth quarters. The Magic did good things. Um, but they let Detroit get into a rhythm offensively. They got hot. Boyan Bogdanovich had, had what? Boyan Bogdanovich had six three-pointers. He made four of those in the third quarter as Detroit kind of built up their lead a little bit. Um, you know, Orlando was able to score pretty consistently. You look at look at the Magic's offense, 28-27, 28-26. That's usually going to do well. Defensively, they're all over the place. 17-40, 34-22 by quarter. Um, it's giving up 74 points in the middle two quarters. That's, that's going to kill you. Um, and so the Magic just never could get their defense under wraps. A little bit afraid of fouling. Uh, fouling was a bigger problem in the fourth quarter, especially fourth quarter in many areas. Um De- you know, collapsing too much in the paint. Their defensive communication was just frankly awful. Um, that's that's honestly the only way I could describe it. Um, they they just they did not look like they knew what their switches were, what their coverages were. 
they just they just looked a little lost. And the Pistons did some good actions to confuse them and kind of mess them up. Orlando did some on their end to get Detroit off off balance as well. Um, but Orlando just just couldn't get its defense pinned down. Um, and you know Detroit, I give credit to Detroit. They confused Orlando's defensive coverages. The communication wasn't where it needed to be. Everyone, you know, Jalen Suggs especially seemed very disappointed after the game with the team's defensive effort. I think they know they could play a whole lot better. And you know, this is this this was a good test for them. Um, and and clearly shows how much work they still have to go. This thing isn't going to be perfect. Um, you know, the, the 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 Magic had to stitch this thing together. That, that that's really there's really no other way to say it. With Cole Anthony out, they didn't have a point guard. They did they their point guard for the second quarter was Franz Wagner, which didn't really work. I, I have to say. Um, you know, I I think you could do it for some stretches, but Detroit really ramped up the pressure, made it hard for him to get uh, get into get into the offense, and frankly. You look at the Magic in the second and third quarters, especially, they were scoring plenty. I mean, Detroit was giving up points, but so much of that game felt off-balance, and the Magic just felt off-kilter and off-rhythm because they weren't able to get into their offense fast. Everything was slow. They were get, you know, Again, something I really watch with this Magic team, when, you know, when coaches talk about pace, they're not talking about the number of possessions per game. They don't really care about that. What they care about is how quickly they get into their offense. And so... You want the Magic kind of into their offensive sets with about 18 seconds left on the shot clock. The sooner the better. I was watching the Magic get into sets at 16 seconds at best. Sometimes not even until 12. Um, they, their, their initial sets, you know, because, just looked confused because, you know, Franz just couldn't protect the ball, couldn't organize the way that the team wanted, wanted him to. Um, so the reality is that the reality is that Orlando still has to get, still has to improve. They still have to do a whole lot better. They still have a lot of things that they need to clean up, really on both ends of the floor. And and obviously, the sooner they do that, uh, the better it's going to be for everybody. The better it's going to be uh, for this for this team. Um, still, a lot of really good things to take away from this game. Honestly, like it's frustrating because we all the mistakes we. Not again. Detroit deserves credit. They made the plays. I'm not taking anything away from them. All the mistakes made in this game were Orlando's mistakes. Um, and and one thing we know this team is focused on. The one thing we know this team is is really kind of honing in on is the details. And it's disappointing to see them not pay attention to those details in this first game. But they're going to get to watch the tape. They're going to go to practice today. They're going to get their chance to kind of reset themselves. And, and and one thing I think this team has done a good job of so far this season is not letting mistakes build and fester. You know, the fouling has been an issue. I think the offensive rebounding has been a little bit of an issue too. Um, so there, it is something they still need to improve upon uh, and get better at. And, and obviously just one game. Now they have this under their belt. Now hopefully we'll see them take another step and, and, and do a little bit better uh, coming moving forward. We're going to go through the final box score for you as the Orlando Magic had some really nice individual performances. Talk a little bit about where this team goes next. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we dive into that, though, thanks for making Locked on Magic your first listen today. Now, make your second listen game-to-game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game-to-game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow game-to-game on Locked on NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Let's go through that final box score, talk a little bit about some individual performances as the Orlando Magic fall to the Detroit Pistons, 113-109. to Obviously, we talked extensively about Paolo Bancaro. Worth repeating, 27 points, 11 for 18 shooting, 5 for 7 from the foul line, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 4 turnovers for him. Like I said, the Magic uh, made Cole Anthony a late scratch in this one. Um, he was out with an illness, with an undisclosed illness. Uh, it doesn't appear to be COVID. They didn't say non-COVID illness, but um, they just said an illness. Um, so, so Cole Anthony was a late scratch. Jalen Suggs put into the starting lineup. Um, we'll get to him in a minute. Um, but that left the team without a true backup point guard. Paolo, Paolo had to bring the ball up. Franz had to bring the ball up. And, and honestly, they both really struggled with with that. Um, Franz Wagner had a, had a solid game. Um, you know, everyone was asking, like, hey, be more aggressive with your shots, be more aggressive with your so- shot selection. 20 points, 8 for 18 shooting, 2 for 6 from me on the arc, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 turnovers. Um, only starter to have a, ne- uh, a negative plus minus in this game was Franz Wagner. He was kind of the point guard for the second unit. And he really struggled with it. Um, you know, he it's look, he can't do everything. Um, I, I, I like how aggressive Franz with, was with his shots. Um, I liked his his array of shot of of shots that he took. He, he he's loving that kind of dirk dirk step back fadeaway. Um, you know he he's he, we all trust that he's going to do good things. Um, and so Franz Franz outside of the point guard duties had a really nice game. He just can't play point guard. Um, teams are going to put pressure on him. Teams are going to make him uncomfortable. You could see his frustration in the second quarter. The Magic didn't know how to help him. Uh, to kind of get the offense moving, and 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 the team suffered a ton for it. It, it, was, it was, I was frustrated for Franz. I, I know Franz was frustrated, but I was frustrated for Franz, uh, for, for what he had to deal with and, and what he had to go through in this game. It was just, it was just not, it was not what the Magic needed. It was not what he needed, and and, and frankly, they just, they didn't put him in a real position to succeed, um, in this one, or, or didn't give him the tools necessarily to succeed in the role that they were giving him. You can run point Franz, I think, in the half court really well, bringing the ball up, initiating the offense, getting action going. I don't think that does Franz well. I don't think that does him well. And, and if that's one thing we learned from this game, that's one thing we learned from this game. Um, that was certainly something that was learned at halftime. The Magic did not run those same lineups, that same that those same sets. RJ Hampton, who did not play in the first half, played in the second half, 11-29 in the game. Seven points, one for two shooting, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, no turnovers, plus five with a few... Uh, sorry, plus seven. He had five points. Plus seven, the only player off the bench with a positive plus minus. Um, the Magic, you know, give Jamal mostly credit for abandoning uh, a, a, an experiment and a thought that he had very quickly when it was clear it wasn't working. I, I don't think Steve Clifford would have done that. Um, nudge, nudge, Aaron Gordon at point guard. Um, but, not to always compare Jamal Mosley to Steve Clifford, but definitely a tactical error 
not to not to see that quicker, not to see that sooner, and, and bring in someone who's at least a little more experienced as a point guard in to kind of settle this team down. Jalen Suggs, um, early on, looked awful. I, I just have to say this. He looked awful early on. Missed a defensive assignment. Still going for steals a little bit too much, um, but defense was solid other than some early st- so that early stretch. Turnovers were an issue for him as well. Four turnovers. He's not really a point guard either. Um, he's a little overzealous with his fouling, but Jalen, as much as he struggled the first half, he found his way in the third quarter. Um, found his way in such a big way. And, and it started with him just getting to the basket and seeing the ball go through the net. Then all of a sudden, it felt like he had his rhythm. 21 points, 8 for 11 shooting, 4 for 6 from deep, 1 for 1 from the foul line, 3 assists, 2 steals. Like I said, 4 turnovers he fouled out with 3.5 minutes to play on. Just a bad decision to foul out. Um, 18 of those 21 points came in the third quarter. He kept the magic in this game. When Boyan Bogdanovich was going off in the third quarter, Jalen Suggs was the guy who answered the call, who answered the bell and matched Bogdanovich to keep the magic in this game. Um, who knows if this three-point shooting is real. He missed two three-pointers earlier in the game and they did not look that great. But when he found his rhythm, when he, he had kind of that look in his eye, um, and, and just shot confidently and wasn't thinking too much, yeah, he could he could stroke it. He could hit it. And, and so hopefully this is something real. Hopefully this is something that carries over. And, and again, one game, you can't make too many judgments. Um, but this was a really, really good performance and a really, really good showing from him. Um, you know, hopefully this is a game that launches him a little bit, that gives him a little bit of that confidence, that lets him kind of get that ball rolling um, because he was really good offensively. He was the engine driving the team in the third quarter and, and the Magic really, 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 really needed it. Um, you know, other starters, Wendell Carter, 11 points, 11 rebounds, 5 for 8 shooting, not super involved in this one. Um, you know, the, the Magic, because, and I think that's part and parcel to not having a point guard, to be honest. As good as Franz Wagner, and, and I think a lot of Franz's turnovers came with him trying to force the ball to Wendell. Um, they were trying to get him involved, but just he wasn't open on those pick and rolls. Um, but Part and parcel of not having a point guard is the Magic couldn't initiate their offense, couldn't get him the ball in the high post in the spots that he likes and the spots that he can use to, to, to make this team effective. Um, and so I think he really struggled with that lack of distribution. He'll have big games. I'm not worried about Wendell Carter. Defensively, he missed a lot of box-out assignments. Jalen Duran got him plenty of times, um, especially in critical moments. I think he understood that. The Magic were switching a lot, so Wendell was on the perimeter a lot, so the Magic have to be a little bit better as a gang rebounding team as well, just making sure they secure the glass. And again, just just a lot of work, just a lot of like kind of finer details, just understanding, find a body. Like the lack of boxing out, like that drives me nuts a lot of times in the NBA. Find a body, box out, make sure you get that rebound. That's always first priority, number one. And, and it wasn't for the Magic, and that's that's one of the reasons why they lost this game. Terrence Ross had a really nice bounce-back game, 13 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 3 for 8 from deep. That's kind of what I would expect from Terrence Ross. Um, you know, you know those that, those kind of shooting numbers. Really gave good support. Missed a couple shots toward the end, but big reason why the Magic raced out to that 19-0 run and that big lead in the first quarter. Off the bench, Bull Bull, 10 points, 4 for 6 shooting. Um, just all over the place. You know, Bull Bull is, I think, still getting comfortable on the court, and I think the Magic want to give him the space to get comfortable on the court. He can make an impact. Um, defensively, definitely shouldn't be guarding guys on the perimeter. I, I think that he struggled a little bit with that. Um, but obviously, his length allows him to recover pretty quickly uh, in those in those cases. Um, Orlando shoots 48.8% from the floor, 11 for 30 from beyond the arc, 
14 for 19 from the foul line, 10 offensive rebounds. Like I said, 18 turnovers, killer for the Magic, the Pistons, with 24 points off those 18 turnovers. Detroit led in scoring by Bojan Bogdanovic, 24 points, 8 for 16, shooting 6 for 10. From beyond the arc, Cade Cunningham, 18 points, 10 assists to 6 for 16, shooting the Magic actually, I thought, did a good job defensively on him. He did pick up his scoring a little bit in the fourth quarter to try and get the Pistons over the finish line. Um, Orlando did a decent job with him as well, but obviously that 10th assist was the killer to Isaiah Stewart in the corner. He was he scored 14 points, just one of four from beyond the arc. Obviously, the one was the big one. Jaden Ivey in his rookie debut, a really solid game too. Showed off his speed. Uh, I thought did a lot of really good things. 19 points, 8 for 15 shooting for him. And off the bench, Jalen Duran, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 5 offensive rebounds, 3 blocks. The Magic's bench just got absolutely crushed in this game. One of the big reasons why. They ultimately lose this one. At the end of the day, um, Orlando did a lot of really good things. Um, I think I, you know, this first games are coin flips, they're crapshoots. You just, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, and obviously, guys are not going to do as well as they did. They're not going to do as poorly as they as they did. You know, there's 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 a happy middle there. Um, and so, I look at the, I still look at I look at this game as disappointing in that you could point to the very specific things the Magic did that cost them the win that cost them a chance to win this game. Um, and so I, I, I do think that you do have to consider that. You do have to think and look at that. Um, but having said that, I still think there's a lot of positive to take. Um, a, the fight is always there with this team. Um, they gave up a 15-point lead. They were down by 10. You know that Those kind of wild swings last year, I think, really bury them and hurt them. They fought all the way back. They, 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 they played with good intensity. The intention was there. They played with good intensity throughout the whole course of the game. Um, I think to, to keep themselves in it, they figured things out. They made adjustments. I, I think those things are really, really positive. I think we saw how good this offense can be when it's operating. Um, and obviously, we're, the Magic are down a bunch of key players. It's not just Cole Anthony. I think Cole Anthony would have helped a ton in this game offensively just to get this team organized. But this thing of Markel Fultz was, were playing instead. Um, this team is down several key rotation players right now. Um, so there are a lot of... Uh, the games still count. You still got to win. But there are a lot of really good signs from this team. Um, I think the defense is there. I think there's just a little fine-tuning on the aggression that needs to be done. I'm not a fan of their 3-2 zone. I, I just did not think they were aggressive enough in it. Um, I did not think that they used their length particularly well. I, I think they allowed too many uh, middle drives, and, and that kills your zone defense. Um, but having said that, there, there, there's potential there too, and there's potential defensively. There's plenty of potential defensively. They just got to stop fouling. They stop. Got to stop giving away possessions. Um, and, and and I think they'll they'll be they'll be fine. They'll, they'll do okay. Um, obviously, the 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 competition level is about to increase significantly. The start of the Magic schedule is just brutal. Um, they're gonna have to find a way to scratch out some wins. Just kind of stay above water here um, if they want to accomplish something. But uh, a lot to really like about this game. Overall, honestly, like as as much as the Magic gave away things in this one, um, I, I think that this was an overall positive night for the Orlando Magic. I think that they, they did a lot of really really good things, uh, and I think that uh, I think that you know there's there is something to build on and something to grow from here. Um, and it's not just that Paolo Bancaro had such an incredible game. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, 
and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast. The Locked On NBA podcast is your daily recap from our local NBA experts and insiders. They have you covered on and off the court all season long. All the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's good dude for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic, this is the show of Boston Rice. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.